You're listening to episode 245 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Today's guest not only brings the energy, but he brings the wisdom. After almost becoming paralyzed during a football injury in the National Football League, Kian Lagi was able to start his new journey by looking at life from a completely new perspective. He dove headfirst into understanding what it actually means to live a life of fulfillment while achieving success along the way. Since making that decision, Kian has personally worked with over 300 people on creating a healthy relationship with themselves, so they're able to escape the rat race of achievement loop and step into a place of achieving massive success, impact, and money from a place of ease. He helps entrepreneurs and business owners regain a deeper connection with themselves to find more fulfillment in their lives. While you're listening today, be sure to take a screenshot to share that you're listening Throw that on Instagram stories. Tag me in it at MindBizLife and let's start a conversation. Don't forget, we're now officially official with podcast merch. That's right, you can rep your favorite podcast with our signature t-shirts, long sleeve tees, hoodies, and mugs by visiting the shop section of MindBizLife.com. I just dropped three new designs this week that I think you're going to love. But remember that when you get your order... I want to see what you got. So tag me in all the posts. Seriously, tag me and I will share it with the community. I love seeing you guys rep this gear. All right. Are you ready to meet Kian? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey, Kian, welcome to the show. I'm pumped to have you join me and share a dose of enlightenment with us today. Ooh, a dose of enlightenment. You you think I can actually do that? (laughs) I think so. I'm pretty sure you're up for it. Yeah, and, and you know what? You're absolutely right. So let's do it then. (laughs) Kian, I know that there's a really good story that you've got. You rocked it on the gridiron in college, and then you were drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. So how do you go from an NFL athlete to emotional intelligence coach? Share that with us. Ooh, what an incredible question. Incredible question. And I want to start off with my, I would say my inherent way of being based on my upbringing. Excuse me. Growing up, I had a, gr- a dream and a goal of playing in the NFL. And for whatever reason, I, at a very young age, learned discipline. I, I learned what I had to do to be able to get to my goal. I, what I say is I, I, I had a much more difficult time getting onto the couch than actually getting off it, <laughs> right? So I, I was moving. I, I was always doing what I needed to do, being up at 5 a.m. to go work out on the weekdays in the summer. Like I've always known discipline. I've always known how to be able to, uh, if you want to say reverse engineer my way into getting what I've wanted. I learned at a very young age. Yeah. And for me, after football, I learned about this thing called heaven on earth that a guy named Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about. And, and I always talk about this book. It's one of the first books that inspired me the most is the biology of belief by him. And he talks about this thing called heaven on earth. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, what's he talking about? And he talks about how ultimately our thoughts control our biology. And he explains it in a really scientific way that I'd never heard it before. And I'm like, wow, now that I'm merging the kind of the woo woo 
uh, spirituality part with the technicalities of how it works in the biology. I'm like, whoa, this is awesome how we can actually create our reality. And I'm like, how do, how do I get more into this? What's the first thing that, that I feel like I could do that feels inspiring for me? And instead of using my college degree, which was to be a financial analyst, I decided to be a personal trainer. So I got into that and had an incredible time doing that and got to be the, the I think it's second top trainer in the gym within a month and a half of being there and knew exactly what I needed to do to, to be able to do that. I then moved to Miami and worked at a gym there where I worked my way to the top relatively quickly and realized that I was peaked out. I did not want to work for anybody else ever again, even though I only <laughs> did it. For, I think I did it for like maybe a year uh, yeah. total. Uh, so I learned, I learned quick, uh, but I, I created a program for people with different autoimmune conditions and digestive disorders. And it was a nutritional program that I was able to scale online and was able to live wherever I wanted in the world while doing what felt really awesome to me, which was selling this program and helping people with their internal health. And I mean, similar following suit, uh, had a lot of success with that. I wouldn't say a stupid amount, but enough to, to get me what I wanted at that time of my life. And uh, after a while being around different other entrepreneurs and learning about the heart and the mind of other entrepreneurs outside of myself, I found that there was a huge gap in who was being helped and who wasn't. So the people that had a hard time getting off the couch, there's a lot of information for those people. But the people that have a hard time sitting down like me, there's not a lot offered because not many people know and see that there is issues that people have, even when they're having a lot of success. Ooh. And so I got very inspired to go deeper into what that looked like for me after always being somebody that frankly has, has gotten to be the best at whatever I've done. Uh, there was always a sense of missing, uh, internally something that I was like, Hmm, what is it? And so that's when I started to dive deeper into why I was experiencing some of this lack, even though I wasn't actually experiencing lack in my external reality and got deeper into that and found that I was able to help myself be able to find more joy and fulfillment uh, and putting way less effort into making more money. And so I'm like, I think a lot of other people would probably like to know how to do this. So let me start teaching other people how to do it. And I transitioned out of the internal health side of things. And so since starting this business, uh, my whole process of internal work that I've done on me is doing less and less and less and less and less and less and, less and receiving more. So really, uh, I've always just sort of followed my inspiration, but I wanted to get to a point to understand what this heaven on earth actually was and what it looks like for me and transitioning out of a place of using effort, trying super hard and using excessive discipline to achieve what I want and start to achieve everything that I want from a place of ease. And so I think that's where the emotional intelligence part comes in compared to more of the, the NFL um, way of thinking is that. I don't like to operate in that place of working super hard, being an underdog and efforting all the time. Uh, I rather like to put in way less effort and have way more fun and transitioning from both, or excuse me, transitioning from one mentality to another. I think that's an, a mentality that so many people want to have, right? Like I want to do less and be abundant and have more, but it's the how, how do you do it? So what do you think those first couple steps are for people? 
Oh, well, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but I think where most people go wrong is that they focus more on the manifestation. At least if you have some sort of idea of what personal development is, you've probably focused on some uh, manifestation stuff, affirmations, gratitude, those types of things. Uh, But it's, 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 it's really interesting because many people haven't seen the other side of it. Mm. And they haven't been able to see the truth because so many people are selling programs and plans that say it's going to get people what they want. Ooh. And so because other people haven't seen this other side, it actually, I think, leaves a lot of people helpless. Yeah, well, I really think too, leave, yeah. if, if you are in this place of someone telling you like you can get what you want, but do you even know what you really want? Because a lot of times we're just chasing the societal norms, right? Like we're chasing this picture of a successful life. And then when you do achieve, maybe it's reaching a certain income or having your dream home and you're still feeling empty inside, that's still something missing. You kind of have to go, Hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. when you really have to pause and take that step back and go in more. Yeah. And, and that's another part of, you know, personal development that kind of irks me off a little bit is that it encourages people to before actually discovering in quotes, who you are or what you like independent of your upbringing and people that are surrounded by you, it makes it really difficult uh, because nobody's told that they don't have to know. And actually mm-hmm. trying to know will cause you to go down a path that will lead you to wasting years of your life uh, because it's not really what you want and you're chasing the magic dragon. Mm-hmm. So a lot of personal development talks about knowing what you want, deciding what you want, and then manifesting it. But really it's, it's almost giving people a death sentence. Uh, and it was t- I would say in today's modern age, uh, because they're just, setting themselves up to live a life of having to try to know what they want and never actually feeling confident in it, but doing it because mentally they think it's the right thing. Ooh. So what do you think a better way is of really determining what you want? You let go of the need to have to know. That is single-handedly what it is. That's it. I I say fuck purpose. Like a lot of people talk about like purpose. They talk about knowing like the path. And I don't, I don't like, I suppose there could, and this is what I believe. I believe life is not meant to be used to use purpose, uh, our path, um, to, to justify our existence. Mm. And I think when we consciously try to get those things, I should say, I know that we consciously try to get those things. It becomes more about getting it than actually being the thing that is right for us. And so I like to live my life from a place of inspiration where I'm not attached to any kind of purpose. I'm not attached to uh, a future promise. I'm following my inspiration and through my inspiration emerges consistent action. And through consistent action, I guess you could say some might call my purpose, right? But, but I think the, 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 desire and the pressure to figure purpose out or what our path is, is actually perpetuating uh, unhappiness. 
Oh, that's, I like that you kind of bring that up because I was watching, um, oh, what it was some show with Jerry Seinfeld, like coffee and cars or something like that. It's like one of his new shows. And someone asked him the other day, like, you know, Jerry, like, what is happiness? And he's like, no one's really happy. Like, why, why are people chasing this happiness thing? He's like, if you, if you let go of the idea of happiness, you'll be happy. And I was like, Hmm, that's an interesting concept there, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, like so many times we're just stuck on the idea of being happy that sometimes we're not even mindful or conscious in the moment that we're perpetuating this own cycle of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And and that's where, you know, I would take it maybe a step further with, uh, yeah, letting go of the happiness, I would absolutely say leads to, can lead to more happiness. Uh, but I would actually say that it's not necessarily about letting go of happiness that is the proper course of action for anybody that would actually like to be happy. Uh, I would actually say it's making love to our unhappiness in regard to finding so much enjoyment in the process of feeling what it feels like to not have desirable feelings that your capacity to experience happiness and the percentage wise, I guess you can say is substantially higher because the range of what you're not happy with is a lot lower because you're falling in love with the lower parts of the unhappy. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, if you're walking in this inspired life and you're doing what's inspired, it sounds like when you are in this mode, it's also a lot of surrender. Like you're surrendering the how, the what, the, like you're literally just in, in a flow. But so often in life, we find ourselves in moments where when something happens, we're triggered. And instead of responding, we react. So how do we really get to that place of not being controlled by our emotions? Mm. By first being able to actually listen to them. Ooh. That's it. It's like, how, how can you like, like, if you don't know how something works, you're forever going to be controlled by it. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like it, that's just how it is, but if you can understand what's happening and what's going on. I would actually say that's a great metaphor for the state of our world. There's so many people just simply don't know what's going on uh, behind the scenes. So uh, they don't ever actually feel like they should or need to step into their dreams. Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess, the other part of the question that you had was, was what? I sort of went on a little tangent there. No, I think, I, I think you answer it. Just start, start by listening to control our emotions. So we start oh, by- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, I, I, oh, great. Thank, thank you. That, that sparked, uh, sparked an idea with that. And there's this, uh, I can at least say the majority of people that I've spoke with in the personal development community have this idea of emotions that is, they're things that we have to control and we have to block out and we have to push down so they don't control us because if we have bad thoughts or doubting thoughts, that means that we won't be able to manifest what we want. And I was actually saying it's, it's quite the contrary of how it actually works. Uh, it's not about suppressing and blocking our emotions. It's about understanding them so they don't control us. And so the question becomes, okay, what, what do I mean by understanding? Uh, well, it's, it's literally allowing them a space to be able to be expressed in their entirety, whatever it looks like. And then on the other side of that, no longer controlling because the stored emotion in your body, and I can know this is pretty deep stuff, but the stored emotion in your body is no longer there because it's given a space to be able to be fully expressed. 
And many people, if they're if they're listening to this, they probably understand how emotions work. Where, right? Why, why do why are emotions there? Well, they're they're just things to help to protect us, based off of our programming uh, that we've had through life events earlier in our life. That's what emotions are. So if we can go in and we can experience some of the deep rooted pains from past events that our emotions stemmed from, then the beautiful part is that we can resolve that emotion that was trapped in our body from however long of experience ago. And it no longer has a strong grip over you. Mm -hmm. So the way I describe it, it's like a slingshot. You go deep, deep down, at least with what I do with my clients, we go deep, deep down into the, maybe the undesirable, unpleasant emotions. And really the, just the truth of how they're actually feeling about something. And through that experience of processing that emotion, uh, the, the really cool part is actually this is, I, I mean, I would almost say, I wouldn't say it's hypothesis. I would say it's, it's almost a law that if allowed full permission to be felt and expressed in its entirety through a stored negative, you know, potentially negative emotion emerges lightness, like people literally feel it in their bodies. I feel it in my body when I'm, when I'm doing this yeah. lightness, weight's been lifted off, like, you know, like clarity, confidence, certainty. Those are all big words that come to me that do happen as a byproduct of going down, 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 yeah. and coming back up. Mm. I love the slingshot wow. analogy because that's so true. And if I think if anyone has done this deep inner work, you sometimes the, the subconscious mind is wild. Like it's so like you aren't even conscious of what you're holding on from, especially I think when it comes to childhood programming, so how do you think we break free of any chains that may be limiting or hindering us, especially when they're so deep rooted as in our childhood? Well, uh, I would say first thing you do is you hire a coach and if you're not, if you, if you, if you don't want to hire a coach, you can go, uh, mess around with some psychedelics, uh, that, that might, might also help ayahuasca and yeah. psychedelic mushrooms and all those plants, those can be great things to, to bring what's, uh, unconscious to the surface, but that, that would be like the, the higher coach. Like that's, it's as simple as that. Like, I don't yeah. care who it is. Like, like I, I, I would probably have a coach for forever. Yeah. Like I, I, I pay 15% of everything that I make to a coach on a monthly basis. Like right. it's, and I'm, I would say I'm I've come a very long way. My relationship with money is incredible. My relationship, my family, my friends, and, and, and my job and what I've been able to, to create for myself is absolutely incredible. And I still have pieces that, that I'm working through. And what I say is it's saving years on your life. Mm. Like if I could do anything like in this space, like I don't even just want to brush over and say, well, you need to hire a coach because I'm a coach. Like, no, it's like, you want, if you actually want to save years on your life uh, where you, you're not spending uh, instead of having to date five people to actually learn the lesson that something actually is going on inside of you, you hire somebody to be able to help you identify that before. So you don't have to waste time yeah. <laughs> uh, living in your, in your unwanted programming. Like, it, and it doesn't matter where you're at. Like you can find a coach wherever you're at. Yeah. Right? And so it's, it's the greatest investment you can make. That's oh, it. Like, I, to like I totally line. agree. I totally agree. Do you think that like when you first got, like you're, I know you've been coached all your life because you're an athlete, but your personal development or mentor type coach, did you then like almost see like rapid ascension in self? I think like that, I couldn't even describe it to my friends who weren't in this space yet of just 
how quickly things start to happen for me. Like it was like you go from yeah. zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every time I've invested money in something that I've been passionate about, it's, it's allowed me to level up substantially. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I live in a, I live in a foreign country with this incredible view with the ocean, uh, have, you know, uh, 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 it's interesting. And I, I never really talk about this, but it feels inspiring. So I'm just going to say it, uh, uh, a quarter million in the bank, right? Have a very successful coaching business. Like it's every time I've gotten to this place because I've consistently one mended my relationship with money through spending it, uh, on coaches, which is also another thing we could talk about, but it's, it, it's came from me consistently investing in someone that has done what I want. Mm. This is why, like, it's simply why I'm a very good learner and I've become a very, very good observer. And so that contributes a lot to my success, but, but really having somebody that I can observe and then I allow myself to, to be vulnerable with and honest with where I'm really at with, I can then take everything that they have and implement it internally and externally. Yeah. It's just, it's really as simple as that. I like that you touched on the vulnerability piece because I think sometimes that can actually be this big missing step that people aren't getting from a coach. Um, maybe they're, they aren't being vulnerable or don't feel like they're in a safe space enough, but it's almost like if you're not feeling confident or in this space of just being this, I don't know, you can be your full self, right? Like you can just say anything without the judgment there or the fear Mm -hmm. of judgment. So how do you pick a good coach for you and know that, Hey, I can trust this person. I can go deep with them. They're not going to judge me. They're going to help elevate me. They're going to call me out of my bullshit too, and help me change my mindset. Like, cause you know, there's a lot of coaches out there where you can waste money too, and not get what you really need. Yeah, definitely. But I think all of the, I think the reason why we might invest money on a coach that we don't really need is not listening to a deeper sense of, of awareness inside of ourselves. And, and, and regardless, don't have to put a label on it either is that's just another uh, part of the process of you being able to learn something to get more of what you want. Ooh, yeah, but, those lessons. All right, right there. So I, I've I've learned that I've I've had to learn that lesson. I've hired the wrong quote coach. Yeah. Oh, I did I did everything that I could. I'll, I'll say this, and I'll add more to what it is that people should be looking for with coaches. But for me personally, I did. I, I knew who the coach was that I needed to work with. Like he was the dude. And part of me is like, oh, but let me just—it's a little more expensive, so let me weigh out all my options, mm-hmm. right? Let me make sure that I. I've done my due diligence and I ended up hiring somebody that was not, did not give me the product that I, that I signed up for. And it was just the universe being like, dude, you, you knew, come on. Like I I knew, what are you doing? So it was a learning lesson for me to be like, okay, call myself my own bullshit. Uh, This is why this happened. And so let's make the decision to go with this guy. Yeah. Do you, when you're making a decision, do you allow yourself like a set amount of time? Like if if you're making a a large decision, do you know automatically in your body if it's a yes or no, or do you, do you have like a 24 hour rule? How do you operate? Mm. Uh, For me, I, 
I like to just, like, I'll even do this in the middle of a, of, uh, of a coaching call when I'm with somebody. I just stop. I just stop conversation. And I rest in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll take this time and just and be with myself in the tension of silence. Right. And that's one thing that's very difficult for many, many people to do is to be able to sit in the tension of the loudness of moments of silence. Ooh. That is right. so the loudness right there. Loudness moments of silence it is the loudest in our most silent moments, at least for most people, I wouldn't say it is for me. Like I got a great relationship with myself. Yeah, me too. I could, I could chill in my silence all day. So. Yeah, there it is. Right. Yeah. But many people, many people don't, they can't. Yeah. And that's where even like, if I'm with somebody talking to someone, I'll stop myself. And if there's a decision I have to make and I'm like, I want to feel into it. I'll stop myself. Just take a breath and just see what comes up next. Mm. It's interesting. Normally when I allow myself that second, and and then react uh, right when I feel like something that comes up. Normally, the first thing is the right thing. Uh, yeah. But the thing, the probably the problems when we when we run into issues when we the second voice comes in of mom, the third voice that comes in of dad, and the fourth voice that comes in of friend, and the fifth of society. And then what happens is that when we don't eventually just like do the thing that initially came to us. Uh, and I think everybody has that. I think everybody actually does have a deeper understanding of whether they want to accept it or not. Of the of the first thing that that is right, it's just the the quickness of of and the lack of awareness of the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you know, go all the way down the line. Voice uh, that kicks in after, and the, the the part that sucks is that when we don't make that decision that is right for us, uh, that and we don't do the second voice, the third, and we just keep going down the line. That's when really scary things happen in people's lives, and they just start living a life just like not of, of really their choosing, but just based off the lack of confidence from the years of not listening to themselves. Mm. So that's uh, another interesting topic, but being able to sit in the tension of silence, even in the context of a, a, a talking to someone, like I'll, I'll, I'll literally for, for 30 seconds at the beginning of one of my coaching calls, I'll just stare at somebody. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's insane. It, like, so, so what I would say is the power of, of being able to fall in love with silence Right? Can can you sit with yourself and enjoy enjoy yourself? If not, then you probably should sit with yourself a little more, so you can actually have the dialogue and the emotional expression to be able to begin to develop that Ooh. relationship. When you are doing this silence at the beginning of your calls, and if you're with like a new coaching client, are they like, Kian, what are you doing? Like, are they like looking at you like, because and you can just automatically tell like. Mm, you need more silence in your life. Like, does that happen often where you can just tell maybe they're uncomfortable? Yeah. I mean, I, I know every time they're uncomfortable, as shit, but, <laughs> but, 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 but I can, but I can say this, I can say this is that what you just said, they, they, like, it's like, Ken, what do you, how are you doing? What do you, I think that, I think every single one of my clients just continually thinks that, Yeah. but keeps just, but, but just for some reason keeps coming, I shouldn't say for some reason, but it keeps coming back because they're getting their desired result. Mm. the whole time they're like, Ken, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what, what is this? And I'm like, just, just show up every week to our calls and don't ask you more questions. Right? Trust. No, no, I, just yeah, trust. And even if they don't, that, like that, that's okay. But it's, um, 
yeah, it's 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 so interesting how having an insane amount of confidence with having the humility to learn from others and be open to others and not just listen to the words of others, but to feel the energy of someone else to be able to begin to match your own vibration with that energy. I can, I mean, I can talk about that. If, if, if anybody's goes to a, a speaker or they sign up for an event or online seminar or whatever it is, don't focus as much to the actual information that they're saying, focus more on the energy that they're bringing. Because that's what got them to where they are. They didn't get to where they are because of this program or the five easy steps of, or five of the successful things that millionaires do, right? That, that's, that's not why they, they got to where they are. It's simply through the, the frequency and the energy they've been able to embody. Now, the knowledge, yes, is obviously very, very important, which is what allowed them a, maybe a vehicle, but they were already there because yeah. of the frequency that they're operating at. So if you are listening to anybody, or even if you do have a coach, yes, content is valuable. But ask it to get a recording and more so focus on the feeling of the energy they're bringing and not even taking any notes, but just simply embodying that. Well, and speaking of energy, what is literally the first thing I said when you got on? Like you were like, "Woo!" and I was like, thank you for bringing that energy (laughs) because it was just needed in that moment. So. I know that vibes don't lie. Like as soon as you got on, I was like, all right, yep, we're good. Like this is it. So I, I'm also that person where I, I may not sit in silence like you do in that moment, but I am, I'm a, most of the time a sleep on it person. If it's like, if it's a bigger decision, if it's something that's smaller and I just automatically know, I know that whisper, like I know that gut feeling of mine. And I also know my boundaries so well. I think that's another component that, people miss, right? Like they don't even realize that they don't have boundaries in their life, in their business, you know, and then that acts as a catalyst too of winding up in a life that you didn't really want to begin with. Yeah, no, that that's true. I, uh, yeah, you know, what's really interesting about the, uh, uh, energy that you felt coming in, like just as necessary as, that energy that I, that I brought, I would, I wouldn't say consciously, I, I, I actually sit in front of my, my computer before I get on a call and I, I just observe the energy that comes out, which is really interesting. Uh, <laughs> but the silence that I was able to bring in the middle of this call, I would say was just as valuable as for you as what I brought at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And being able to step into this place where it's not about the actions, it's not about me coming with this high energy that is what makes you feel the high energy. No, no, no. It's not actually about any of the actions. It's about the essence that I bring and the presence that I have. That's yeah. what creates the energetic shift and change in other people. Yeah. I love okay? that. I love that. And and that's an energy that you're in tune with because you're, you're in alignment with self. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not something that you can fake. You can't fake your energy. You can fake your excitement. You can fake your happiness. You can't fake your energy. So true. And, and I want to say this too. It's like from my, my experience with it is just my tolerance to faking 
my energy or, or being the person that, that I feel like I need to be to get a desired result or role that I feel like I have to play in different dynamics in my life. It's been so incredible to not have that high tolerance for, for bullshit in myself and in my life, which allows me then to operate as I am because I'm consistently operating in this place that feels right and good to me. And, and what is that doing? Well, when I operate in this place that feels good and right to me, I'm telling myself unconsciously that I matter. Right. And what is the base of confidence? Well, the base of confidence is the understanding that we matter. Well, how are you supposed to have confidence if you never actually listen to yourself in your own desires for what you want? Well, you really can't. And so that's why a lot of people that are people pleasers, which I would say I am a recovering people pleaser, <laughs> uh, have a difficult time <laughs> having it, right? That they can have an internal level of confidence, but externally, it's not really there. And one of the biggest things a lot of coaches have to work through is deep levels of worthiness because we develop a lot of our skills through deep empathy and, and our deep empathy comes from potential trauma that we had where we weren't listening to ourselves. So it was based off of our best interests at a younger age that if we did neglect our own emotional state, then we would receive love. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But being able to not have a tolerance to please other people gave me the ability to operate in a place of alignment, which gave my body the ability to recognize and see that I matter because I'm acting in a place of what I want, which allows me to gain more confidence. Ooh. I love how it's, it's the cycle of it all. You can't do one without having the other. It's like that whole ripple effect. Like you start making better choices that are in alignment with self and you can see the, the change in your life happening. And then you can feel it in your body, you know, like it's, mm. it's not just a one thing. And that's why this show is about life mastery, like spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, like that's what we want. And I think that is only achieved when you are in that place of alignment. Like we have to get there. And when you're there, you know, it, you feel it. Like you can look back mm. and you're like, Whoa, I have come a long way. And then like, you're just in this like whole mode of gratitude from where you've been to where you are. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It is. It's so cool to, to, to see with, you know, looking in the rear view, just how life can play out when we learn to tap in and listen to our deeper sense of self. It's uh. I can tell you this, my, my life has turned out way, way, way better than if I would have otherwise tried to reverse engineer this entire thing. Yeah. The experiences that I've had and the shit that I got into and the, the crazy, wild, fun, sad, painful experiences that, that, that I've had through giving myself permission to fall in love with the impermanence of everything has allowed for a very cool story to unfold. And you know, I'm only 27 and I look back at the last four years of my life and I'm like, holy crap, I could not have wrote that thing up. Yeah. Whoa. Like, right. Yeah. It's, it's because I gave myself permission and still consistently give myself permission to not have it figured out. Right. I don't have to figure anything out. I don't have to have my purpose. 
I can just know what feels right and good to me in the next moment. And I can trust right, that it's going to bring me everything that I want. Ooh, I feel like this is just like so perfect in what everyone wants in their life. And I know you have so much more to share and I know we're getting a little short on time. So tell our mm-hmm. audience where they can go to connect with you further. You can go to my website, kianlogi.com, which I'm sure you will put the spelling to that in the show notes. I will indeed. And you can also check me out on Instagram, kian.logi. Perfect. Kian, I love and respect the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your light. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren, thank you for creating the platform for this to happen. Kian and I spoke at length after our call when I told him that I could have kept talking and he asked why we didn't. The main reason was because I wanted to be respectful of his time as we only carve out 30 minutes in the schedule, but also my kids were about to come barreling in the door and well, if you're a parent, you know that just gets super loud. But when I asked Kian if he'd be down to come back for a part two, he tuned in, got silent and said, when I'm your coach, I'll come back for part two. And damn if that didn't set the tone. I've linked Kian's website and social channels in this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Don't forget to let me know what resonated with you on today's episode. Share that feedback with me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all at mindbizlife. And hey, don't forget about those five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.